This podcast is brought to you by CreatorRank.com, our brand new fantasy football website where you, the fan, can create your own set of customized player rankings. We have a great team putting out content every day in the form of articles, videos, podcasts, and more. We also offer a 20-minute one-on-one chat with our site experts, completely free for 2019. For more, follow us on Twitter at CreatorRank, and check us out on Facebook as well as YouTube. Welcome, welcome to the Create a Dynasty podcast. Tonight, the dynasty is born, baby. Where chasing championships never ends. This fantasy football podcast is brought to you by CreatorRank.com. Follow us on Twitter at CreatorRank. And find us on Facebook and YouTube. The road to glory begins now. As we discuss draft strategy, trade advice, and player evaluation to help you create a dynasty. Yes, it's a dynasty. FF Big Cat. Uh, what a week. Glad to be back. Uh, week one of the NFL is in the books, and I'm excited to recap the results from last week and talk about some of the dynasty ads and drops for the coming week. Uh, but first of all, let's get into the news and notes. Without a doubt, the biggest news to come from this week one is the Antonio Brown saga finally comes to an end in Oakland uh, after he requests on Instagram to be released by the Raiders. The Raiders uh, released him, and within hours of being eligible to be signed by another team, the Patriots swoop in and sign him uh, to a one-year $15 million deal with a team option for 2020. I didn't think it was possible for the Patriots to get better, but they're getting Josh Gordon back. They have Antonio Brown now, Julian Edelman, Nikhil Harry's coming back from IR after Week 8. This Patriots offense is incredible. Antonio Brown, I've never seen a buy or sell window close and open so fast, but uh, hopefully you bought Antonio Brown. I think he'd be worth the risk if you bought him for a 2022nd. I feel like he did a good job. Uh, otherwise, congrats to the owners who stuck it out. Uh, looks like you're going to get a pretty dang good wide receiver. As far as injuries are concerned, saw some big names go down this week. We saw Tyreek Hill experience a shoulder injury. Looks like he'll be out for a couple of weeks. They're talking a six- to eight-week timetable. Saw quarterback Nick Foles for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, broke his clavicle, which is your collarbone, and looks like he'll be out for a little bit. Uh, we saw Juju Smith-Schuster leave the end of the game with the Pats in uh, Pittsburgh game where we're not sure what that looks like. Initial MRIs were negative. Expect him to be day-to-day. And the last injury I want to talk about would be the Joe Mixon injury. He uh, sprained his ankle. Uh, head coach Zach Taylor has come out and said that it looks like he will be fine as well, although it was a disappointing week one from a fantasy perspective for Joe Mixon. And now to recap the games from week one. The Packers defeated the Bears on Thursday night 10-3. to the Lions and the Cardinals went to overtime and tied at 27 apiece. The Titans shocked everybody and beat the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland 43-13. to Ravens ran away from the Dolphins 59-10. to Falcons lost to the Vikings 28-12. to Buffalo Bills went into New York and upset the Jets 17-16. to Washington ended up blowing a 17-point lead to lose to the Eagles 32-27. to Los Angeles Rams squeaked one out against the Panthers 30-27. to Kansas City Chiefs went in to look just like last year's Kansas City Chiefs and won 40 to 26 in Jacksonville. Another overtime game that saw the Colts fall to the Chargers 24 to 30. 
The brand new Bengals offense looked pretty good against the Seattle Seahawks, but the Bengals fell 21-20. The Dallas Cowboys against the Giants. The Cowboys with new look offense. Offensive coordinator Kellen Moore led the Cowboys to a 35-17 win. San Francisco 49ers went into Tampa Bay and defeated the Buccaneers 31-17. And the New England Patriots rooted the Pittsburgh Steelers 33-3. And on Monday Night Football, we saw an absolute barn burner with the Houston Texans traveling to the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints end up hitting a 58-yard field goal at the last second to defeat the Houston Texans 30-28. And the Oakland Raiders defeat the Denver Broncos 24-16 in Oakland. Okay, now let's get into some ads and drops after week one of the NFL season. Uh, not too much action after week one. I would tell you not to go out and overreact and panic sell or panic buy anybody. Week one is extremely volatile. Uh, I mean, we saw Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, go for well over 100 yards and catch two touchdowns on two long pass plays, and that's awesome, but he only played 18% of the snaps. So it's hard to judge week one and try to get tendencies and stuff, but hold what you got. Don't panic sell what you don't have. But the one ad I will say for any type of Superflex Dynasty League is go get Gardner Minshew, the backup quarterback turned starting quarterback after the Nick Foles injury for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Minshew came in and completed 22 of 25 passes, which is 88% completion percentage, which is absurd. And I expect the Jaguars to be a middling team at best. With Nick Foles breaking his clavicle, I would expect him to be out. They've already put him on IR. This could be Gardner Minshew's team going forward. And to get a starting quarterback off the waiver wire in a super flex is very important. Somebody you could add as depth, somebody you could keep and flip for a future pick, or somebody you could plug and play eventually. For your standard fantasy football leagues that aren't the super flex, I would say throw an offer out to the Darius Geis owner. I'd offer maybe a 2022nd, maybe a 21 first. Um, with the injury news that he is dealing with, the opposite knee now, it seems that Jay Gruden, the head coach of Washington Redskins, rushed him back, uh, which is which caused a setback in his recovery. And his window as an analyst, we've all been saying, look for Darius Geis in the second half of 2019. He's going to explode for 2020 because he can rely on Adrian Peterson to come in Give him time to come back, not rush back, be healthy, and be explosive. Well, Jay Gruden kind of ruined that for us all, but it opens up a Darius Geis buy window for everybody. So I would suggest, based on his talent, to go buy him at his current value. And if you're not a contender, I would say the best dynasty sell of the week is Deshaun Jackson. He's 32 years old, but he saw 10 targets on Sunday, catching eight of those passes for 154 yards and two touchdowns. Looked awesome with Carson Wentz. Looks rejuvenated to be back in Philadelphia. Like I said, he's 32 years old, so unless you're a contender, this may be a time to sell him to a contender to try to get a higher pick. Deshaun Jackson's super volatile. I'm not sure how consistent he'll be over 100 yards and two touchdowns, so it may be a nice move if you're kind of a middle-of-the-pack team or you're a rebuilding team to move on from Deshaun Jackson and get as much value as you can after his monster week. All right, and to wrap this show up, we got some mailbag questions from Twitter. The first question comes from D Brown. You can find him on Twitter at D Brown FF88. He asks Chicago backfield and Philly backfield, who's your preferred player? We'll start with the Bears backfield. Obviously, David Montgomery is the new hotness, right? He's a third round pick. The Bears traded up to grab him. Uh, based on the snap counts from Thursday night, it looked like Tariq Cohen got 51 running back snaps, Mike Davis 41, and David Montgomery only 28. David Montgomery looked phenomenal out there running the ball. His usage was a bit questionable, I would say. And Tariq Cohen looked like he was playing primarily a slot wide receiver type of role. Uh, going forward for the 2019 season, I feel like David Montgomery is going to be more involved. I feel like only having 12 running back rush attempts for the Chicago Bears kind of did them in against the Packers. But 
if I had to pick one running back from there that I want to own, I want to own David Montgomery, and then I would own Tariq Cohen, and then Mike Davis last. Looking at the Philadelphia Eagles running back situation, Miles Sanders led the Philadelphia Eagles backfield with 36 snaps, Darren Sproles at 23 snaps, Jordan Howard 17, and Corey Clement with three. So Miles Sanders was on the field for 48% of the offensive snaps for the Eagles. I do think that's kind of a running back by committee. That's always been Doug Peterson's thing is to do a running back by committee and kind of share the workload. But Miles Sanders is super talented, and I really think Miles Sanders could run away with that by the end of the year. Keep an eye out for Jordan Howard. He's a very capable back. He might be used more as the weather gets a little cold, want to pound the rock. But he doesn't catch the ball as well as Miles Sanders can. So if I had to pick one, I'm going to go with Miles Sanders and then Jordan Howard. The next question comes from Bearded Shotgun. You can find him on Twitter, at Bearded Shotgun. And he asks, will Sony Michelle be worth it considering the options in the pass game now? So we talked about in the news and notes, we talked about Antonio Brown coming to town. Josh Gordon's rehabbed. He looks awesome. Julian Edelman's there. Nikhil Harry still is going to come off the IR and play for the New England Patriots. They don't have any really tight ends. You got James White as a receiving option. There's a lot of mouths to feed. But Sony Michelle, I think the Patriots showed last year in the postseason they really wanted Sony Michelle to be that bell cow. When they need him, they'll use him. I'm not sure, just like any other New England running back, what that is going to look like on a week-to-week basis. I think his value is there, and I think you have to start him and you have to play him. But it may be a frustrating season up and down for fantasy owners. We've actually got a double question here from Stephen Warbington. You can find him on Twitter, at Stephen Warbing, and the number one. He asks, what do we make of Raheem Mostert for the San Francisco 49ers? Um, Raheem Mostert is going to be the running back two now that Tevin Coleman has sprained his ankle. It looks like he'll be out, uh, or at least be week to week. Uh, Mostert was efficient at nine carries and 40 yards for his first game against Tampa Bay. I think he is a must-own in Dynasty as he can provide value should something happen to Breida, and Breida is constantly on the injury report. So having that running back for Kyle Shanahan's offense is important to have, and, and he's probably on your waiver wire, and he's, you could probably get him for pretty cheap. Additionally, Steven asks, um, what 2020 quarterback do I think gets a starting gig in the NFL? Mentions that Mariota and Dalton both look good, whereas Trubisky, Winston, and Garoppolo kind of look bad. There's a whole bunch of talent in that 2020 class, and you can check that out in my articles for Creator Rank. But my top five go to attack out of Alabama. You have Justin Herbert from Oregon. My number three quarterback is Jake Fromm from Georgia. Number four is Jacob Eason from Washington. And number five is Jordan Love from Utah State. Obviously, I think Tua Tagovailoa gets the nod as the number one guy, but I think that's more of a situation where the Miami Dolphins are tanking for their quarterback. I'm not sure if they take Tua or if they take Justin Herbert because he's more of that pro-style, 6'6", bigger-bodied type quarterback. I can see whoever ends up in Miami getting it. And my bold prediction for the 2019 season is the San Francisco 49ers are going to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. The 49ers have a lot of money invested in Jimmy Garoppolo after this season. Broke down his contract in the NFC West episode. You can check that out. Uh, but I'm not sure if he continues to play poorly up and down if the 49ers want to give that much money to Jimmy G. As we've seen, a way to win a Super Bowl is to have a young quarterback on a rookie contract so you can surround him with talent. If the 49ers are going to be picking near the top of the draft, I think it's highly likely that they invest in a rookie quarterback and move on from Jimmy Garoppolo so they can spend money elsewhere and build up a team to make a run. The next question comes from the FF Commish. You can find him on Twitter at the FF Commish. He asks, TJ Hawkinson or Mark Andrews going to have the better year this season? What a great question. I love both of these guys, so it's really hard for me to choose one of the other. But 
both of them played against fairly bad secondaries and bad defenses overall uh, with TJ Hawkinson playing against Arizona and Mark Andrews going against Miami. Hard for me to really make a judgment call on who's going to have the better year. If I had to pick one, you're going to make me pick one. I'm going to say TJ Hawkinson based on his usage, based on how Daryl Bevel uses the tight end, based on how Matthew Stafford uses the tight end. I think TJ Hawkinson is in line to see a lot of targets and a lot of red zone targets at that. This is not to take anything away from Mark Andrews. I think he's a totally a top 10 tight end this year. Very viable play. I just think TJ Hawkinson will have the higher ceiling week to week. And the last question we have is from Jordan Armel Branfort. You can find him on Twitter at Armelgeddon. He asks, is now the time to trade Lamar Jackson? I know it sounds crazy after the performance, but this might be the highest his stock ever reaches. If you can get a top-tier running back or wide receiver in return, I think you're crazy not to take it. I'm, I'm kind of with you, Jordan. I think Lamar Jackson is so volatile. We don't know much about him, but to get the return that you're looking for, and I'm assuming this is a one-quarterback league. If this is super flex, I'm keeping Lamar Jackson 10 times out of 10. But if you can get a fringe top 15 running back or a top 15 wide receiver, I don't see why you wouldn't move him in a one-quarterback league. That positional value is so decreased that I don't really care who my quarterback is, I guess, in Dynasty because I can just keep streaming and finding and drafting these guys that get picked highly. Like We talked about Tua and Justin Herbert. Those are guys you can get in the second round if you needed to. But to be able to replace a high-level wide receiver or running back, that would be more impactful for your team as far as team building is concerned. And that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening to the Create a Dynasty podcast. As always, you can find me on Twitter at FFBigCat. Follow us on Twitter as well at CreatorRank. We'll be back on Friday with a preview for the college football slate. Uh, some good games this weekend, so I'm looking forward to bringing you guys that. Enjoy the rest of your week. Everyone knows that fantasy football podcasts are more fun when they're customized to you in your league. So check out our guys over at CPMC over on CreatorRank.com. This service offers a fully customizable podcast for your fantasy football league. They will evaluate rosters, give power rankings, do mock drafts, give out draft grades, suggest trades, preview playoffs, and anything else your league needs. Find them on Twitter at CPMC Podcast and CreatorRank.com forward slash product forward slash CPMC.